Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Monday to Friday, up we get, off to work we go, come back home and try and unwind. And repeat with only Saturday and Sunday, really, to properly unplug before it all starts again. Life is very fast-paced now anyway, isn't it? And trying to get that work-life balance, I think, becomes increasingly difficult. If there's another way, why wouldn't we try that? Might that other way be a four-day week? The results of the world's biggest ever four-day working week pilot are published today. A load of employees and employers signed up to test a seemingly impossible equation. 100% of the pay, 100% of the productivity, but using only 80% of the time. I really do think we need to try something different when it comes to productivity, and I think four-day week is something we should try. You're listening to the Stories of Our Times podcast from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, is it time for a four-day week? The five-day week as we know it is a relatively new thing. For a long time, Sunday was the one day off in a week – But from the mid-1800s, there was a campaign. Give workers Saturday afternoons off as well. In March 1842, the Times carried a report from the fifth annual meeting of the Metropolitan Early Closing Association, a group that lobbied government to keep Saturday afternoon free for worker leisure in return for a full day's work on Monday. The article testifies to the thinking of the time that long hours weren't good for staff. The noble chairman stated the object of the meeting and adverted to the injurious effects of protracted hours of labour, not only on the physical, but on the moral and intellectual condition of persons engaged in business. But the weekend as we know it wasn't born until John Boot, he of Boots the Chemist fame, moved to a five-day working week to cut redundancies back in 1934. But that's the best part of a hundred years ago. Working conditions, industries, people's priorities have changed. So should our working week change too? A report by the left-leaning think tank Autonomy, published today, looked at the results of a six-month trial for a four-day working week. I'm a working mum. I've got two children who are eight and six. And before I had them, it was stressful anyway. Carly Goodman-Smith is the operations manager for Tyler Grange. They're an environmental planning consultancy with 80 staff, They help companies get planning consent and guide them through all the environmental considerations. It's a very busy job. It's a lot of unsociable hours. We're out, you know, surveying for bats and through the night and all sorts. And it's out in the field a lot. It is tiring work as well as meeting clients' demands. It is quite a demanding sort of industry, the planning industry. As part of the trial, the whole company moved to a four-day week. 
Taking Fridays off, something Carly says has made a big difference to her life. My kids are now at school and so my Fridays between school hours are actually for me and I can do some of the things that I haven't been able to do for the last eight or nine years while having my kids. Invest in some hobbies and seeing friends and family and and it sounds boring but just doing things like life admin you Mm. know that usually might cut into my evenings and weekends I can get that done so that when my kids are off and you know my husband's not working we can spend some good time together instead of having to do boring life admin and sorting out insurance for the car that kind of thing. (laughs) But does that zen feeling for a longer weekend meaningfully affect what you end up then doing Monday to Thursday? Our four days can feel quite intense and we're on a journey of continuous improvement. I'm not going to sit here and say we've completely nailed it, everything's perfect, because Mm. some weeks are harder than others in terms of getting through things. But it's not until you do it that you realise basically what you can get done in four days if you really focus. And when we looked at the productivity of our members of staff that were already working part-time, their productivity was as good, if not better, than some of our members of staff that were working full-time, and yet we were paying them less. And so, actually, once everyone's on that four-day-week mentality and you really sort of focus in your deep work when you're Mm. at work, it's amazing what you can get done in four days. And with all of that complicated, time-consuming work, how did the company come to the thought of, what we all need is another day off? For us, the big drive is well-being because RMD Simon suffered from a brain hemorrhage back in 2014. And I think for him in particular, it was a real sort of step change moment for him. A lot of it was down to stress Mm. and we were at a point of the business where it was rapidly expanding. And while meeting the demands of our clients and our ambitions for the business, it's always been important the well-being side of things for our staff and for ourselves as, as the leaders of the business. But it became apparent, and we did a lot of research into the four-day week. There was a lot in the media over the last sort of year to 18 months about it. And it, it became clearer and clearer that it was a bit of a no-brainer. When you improve the well-being and sort of happiness of your staff, then the business is going to benefit too. And if you've got a happy, healthy workforce, mm. then you're going to be more productive. Carly is just one of almost 3,000 workers who've taken part in the trial, which has been led by... Joe Rowe, I'm director of the Four Day Week campaign. And what got you interested in that? For me, on a personal level, I've been working in full-time jobs five days, probably six days. I was working in the Labour Party press office and, you know, I was working in jobs that I enjoyed, but just was really struck by the lack of work-life balance there was and the and the lack of kind of self-identity that that left me with outside of work we just got to the point at the end of every week it comes to a friday and be like this just doesn't make sense to be working every day like this i don't need to be doing this it's not good for me you know i do think that there's a generational shift happening here i think that my generation the generation below me i don't think we want our lives to be defined by work in the same way that it has been for our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. I think that's starting to change. And so what were you hoping to achieve with this trial? Because I guess for a while there's been floating around the questions of, does this work? Is it going to actually make us all less productive? 
I remember speaking at an event about the four-day week. It was a, a couple of years ago. And I remember saying, you know, look, there's research out there that shows it works in Iceland, it works in New Zealand, it works in all these countries. And I remember someone saying, you know, all well and good, but what about the UK? Mm. And so I was like, fair enough. It hasn't been proved to work. And so we wanted to show that on a big scale that this can work in various different sectors of the economy in the UK. And that's what we've done. You know, we've run the biggest ever trial of a four-day working week in the world so far. And as the results show today, you know, overwhelmingly positive results in terms of well-being going up on the one side, but also productivity being maintained. Just explain for us how the trial has worked then, how many people you've had involved and how you've tested this. So it's been run by us, the four-day week campaign, a not-for-profit called four-day week global who have been running pilots across the world and also the think tank autonomy. There's also researchers from the University of Cambridge and Boston College in the US that that have been measuring everything. Mm. And what kind of companies are involved? Because I guess this wouldn't necessarily be suitable for every kind of company. We think in the long term it could be suitable for, you know, vast swathes of the UK economy. And the, the exciting thing for us is that there were so many different sectors of the economy represented. So we had the fish and chip shop. There was a brewery in North London. There was a school that took part, foster services, care services, all types of office based work. We had a, a robotics company in Sheffield. So, you know, all sorts of different types of companies. Mm. And, you know, it's still a fairly small scale, 61 companies. But I, I really do think this is a major breakthrough moment for the movement towards a four-day week. And just explain for us what you found on the, first of all, on the good side of the ledger in terms of what moving to this style of working did for not just productivity, but also how satisfied and happy workers are as well. Those results look pretty incredible. Burnout reduced by 70% over a period of six months, which is huge. Mental health has been improved across vast waves of the employees that took part. So that just to explain how that was measured, the employees took part in surveys before the trial began, so sort of baseline level mm. in the middle, three months in, and then the end, six months. So they've measured, been able to track the kind of impacts on well-being over that period. And yeah, sick days have been reduced by 65%. And also staff reporting they've been able to just sort of manage their life a lot better, you know, manage all the different kind of stresses that they have in their life, whether it's home life, work life, all of that. So it's really, really positive. And and it's clearly, you know, fundamentally, the four day week is about giving people the opportunity to live happier and more fulfilled lives. And I think that that's coming through with these results. It wasn't for everybody. So are you clear what the reasons were in those cases? Of the 61 companies, there were only three that have paused. And I've spoken to each of them and they said, you know, it's just something that didn't feel quite right for now. The yeah, cost of living pressures. So it's not that they're saying, oh, we're never going to do it. Never, you know, it was a disaster. They're just saying we pause for now. But I think three companies out of 61 isn't very many. Overwhelmingly, this shows that the four-day week is very much possible. But how does that work then? If they say that they, they don't feel like they can continue to do it at the moment because of cost of living pressures and the rest, and your point is well, this will make everyone more productive, how do you marry those two points? It is a tricky time in terms of the, the wider economy. And we know that historically businesses don't like huge changes in times of uncertainty and unfortunately we've gone from Brexit into COVID into cost of living crisis all in the space of five years we're aware of that Hmm. however in time of cost of living crisis four-day week is something that can be offered to give back to workers you know in a time that's difficult giving workers more time to be able to manage and control their lives is really important and also could bring cost savings to workers as well. If you think about reductions in commuting time, childcare costs, really we need to be looking at this in a much more holistic way in terms of across the economy. And that's what we're calling for now. You know, we're calling for government to be involved in this transition to a four-day week across the economy. There will be 
sectors and jobs, though, that wouldn't be suitable to this, though, even just thinking about, you mentioned financial services. If you're a trader or someone whose job is incredibly closely linked to what's happening in the markets, the markets run five days a week. It would be very difficult for you to sort of opt out for a day. Yeah, but I think what this trial has shown is that you can achieve a four-day week while still maintaining five days coverage with a smart rotation of days off. Companies have been able to maintain that coverage. And because staff are better rested, because they are they're happier, they are more motivated to work, they are just then performing better in their job. And that just does present better results for everyone. But they're still then having to hand over for at least one day a week something that they would normally do all the week round to someone else. And that, again, is a something that people might have to do before and could be something of a stumbling block, couldn't it? Yeah, it's an issue they've got to work through. But, you know, I think the companies on this pilot have worked through those issues and they've shown that that is very possible and very doable. Mm. And, of course, there's two separate scenarios. So right now, you know, we have to be honest about the fact that these companies are moving to a four-day week in a world that is still largely dominated by the five-day week. Now, we want that to change and we think yeah. that will change. You know, if we're thinking about future of work and more automation, new technology... There is going to be a diminishing amount of work available. So we do need to share work more equally across the economy, which the obvious way to do that is a shorter working week. So I think there's two scenarios. Yes, it's more challenging to move to a four-day week in a world that is so dominated. And in a country like the UK, you know, that is so sort of addicted to work. But we think that's going to change, you know. And when we do start to move towards societies where four-day week is the norm, that all just becomes a lot easier. With that in mind... How did it work in practice for Carly and her colleagues? We introduced some new systems to help us with our sort of administration of projects, our finance system and our management of projects, just to reduce the admin burden on the team. And simple things like um, reducing the length of time that we spend in meetings and the length of meetings and making sure that you've got really clear agendas and outcomes for those meetings instead of the sort of attitude, oh, well, we'll sit around for an hour and a half and yeah. maybe not really come away with a conclusion. You know, we, we don't have time for that anymore. We've all been in um, those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But also it's a mindset change. It was one of the things that we were a little bit concerned about in terms of it affecting our culture, as in terms of it potentially having a negative effect, because if everyone is just at work to work, we've always had a very sort of family-friendly and sort of relaxed atmosphere, and everyone really enjoys spending time with their work colleagues. And we were mm. a bit concerned that, you know, will we lose that? if everyone is working very intensely in those four days. But actually, I would say that we're all still the same nice people. We all still enjoy working together. And it hasn't really affected that at all. What are the snags, Carly? I mean, don't get me wrong. Not everyone agrees with our kind of approach and with the concept of a four-day week. Within the company? I would say probably the people within the company, because we did the trial first, mm -hmm. we now have adopted it permanently but we did the trial first and I think anyone that wasn't happy with it has probably moved on by now we do still have the odd client I would say the vast majority are totally on board with it and have given us really good feedback to say we haven't seen any effect on service or anything like that but we still have the odd potentially more old-fashioned approach where they don't like the idea that we're not available on a Friday when we actually 
drill down into it and say, well, have there been any instances where it's been a problem? We haven't actually found any evidence where it has been. So I think it it is going to take for it to be adopted more widely across our industry and further. I think there will need to be a bit of a culture shift. Coming up, could the idea of a four-day week actually catch on? Or is it not appropriate for the wider economy? That's after a message from a colleague. I'm Mehreen Khan, economics editor of The Times. My job involves covering an extraordinary period for the world and UK economy, where central bankers and governments are contending with runaway inflation, the pandemic and a war in Europe. We can only do this thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We know that low productivity is a problem plaguing the UK economy at the moment. How far do you think could this go to helping solve some of that? Or is actually this small fry compared to what else could be done in terms of more investment legislation around where people can start their businesses and tax legislation and also money into education as well? I mean, what I do know is that they've talked about a productivity puzzle in this country for decades and whatever we have tried doesn't seem to have worked. And it doesn't take a scientist to realise that, you know, when workers are burnt out, stressed, overworked, don't have time for the rest of their life, that's not a very good way to run an economy. It's also not a very good way to live. And so if you look at some of the evidence that is out there, you know, where companies have moved to a four-day week, productivity has been at least maintained and in many cases improved. In Japan, when Microsoft moved to a four-day week, they saw productivity improve by 40%. So I I really do think we need to try something different when it comes to productivity. And I think four-day week is something we should try. The trials results showed the switch to a four-day week didn't affect the productivity of the companies involved. 
it did lead to an average increase in revenue, weighted by company size of 1.4%. But there was something else about the results that surprised Joe. One of the kind of interesting nuggets was that the companies that had existed for a longer period of time, so were sort of 20 years old, 30 years old, they struggled more than the newer companies who are more fresh, more dynamic, maybe more able to kind of adapt quickly. And I thought that was interesting that some of the, the newer organisations adapted quicker and found, found the transition easier. One of the criticisms levelled at this trial, though, is that the companies that took part are self-selecting. You've got to remember, this is going to be quite a biased sample because the companies are signing up to it are the ones that it'll work for. You know, companies that know it's not going to work are not going to try to sign up to that. One telecoms company abandoned the idea after concluding it would have to hire more engineers and realising several of its employees thought they were getting a day off without having to provide the accompanying boost in productivity. And Paul Dreschler, head of the CBI from 2015 to 2018, told the Sunday Times, quote, In theory, this is all fabulous but the impact on society has to be thought through. As well as convincing company bosses, Joe is hoping to convince MPs. We've got an event in Parliament today and we're presenting the case to a number of MPs from different parties, about 20 MPs signed up. Politicians think it's important to find themselves by the future and looking like they represent the future. I think it's undeniable to say that the future does look like a shorter working week, you know, if you think about automation, new technology. And so politicians want to be seen to be driving that change and moving towards the kind of future society that people want to be in. And I think they've absolutely got to be looking at a four-day week. So there's a number of things the government could do to, to help. One would just be to give workers the right to request a four-day week through flexible working legislation that workers currently don't have that right. Secondly, you know, that could legislate in the longer term for a maximum 32-hour working week. We'd need a transition to get there. And lastly, you know, more we want to see more trials in the public sector, and that's something the government really can lead on. The four-day week is about a better work-life balance for everyone, and so it's got to be applied on that basis. It's got to work for teachers. It's got to work for NHS staff as well. I mean, could this work for ambulance drivers as much as it could for, for people working in an office? Absolutely could in the longer term. We couldn't give all ambulance workers a four-day week tomorrow. But I think with a kind of transition to get there with the economy and the government backing it and us working to get there, I think we absolutely could be in a position by the end of this decade where nearly every worker is working a four-day working week. And we just need the world to get there. We've got to look at the bigger picture on this. You know, it's been 100 years since we moved from a six-day week to a five-day working week. And actually, you know, there's been huge productivity gains over the last few decades, but none of them have been passed on to workers. We're still working relatively the same amount of hours we were in the 1980s. And this is about workers claiming about their time. The nine to five, five day working week is a very outdated model. It's no longer fit for purpose. It was designed 100 years ago for an agricultural industrial economy, which we no longer have in that way. Carly, do you get much stick from other people? I mean, I, I've i always worked four days a week, but I'm a lazy media type. I've, <laughs> I've loved the excuse. And I certainly get people saying, oh, do you need an extra day off, do you? Because you, oh, you've part-timer. worked five days. Exactly. Yeah. You must yeah. get that. There is a shifting attitude towards that, though, actually. And I think the drive for shared parental leave has probably Mm. helped in that because it's not seen as necessarily a negative for men or women to take a bit of time when they have kids and then 
potentially reduce their hours and work part-time once they have a family. And then actually, yeah. when others see the benefits to them of having uh, a bit more free time, why shouldn't people that don't have children also benefit from that? Yeah. And it's just that sort of work-life balance, isn't it? And, you know, we work, still work to live, we don't live to work. But there are lots of places there where it, it will be hard to bring about that kind of culture. Am I right in saying your husband works in the city? I mean, can you ever imagine banker types getting on board with this? Yeah, I know. I mean, I've had many debates with my husband about this. I think his feeling is that there's such a big culture shift needed by the kind of senior leadership within the banking world that it might take a bit of time. But I just don't think that there's any reason why any industry can't make a four-day week work. Ultimately, we've seen the benefits our sickness and absence rate has gone down massively. You know, we've seen happiness go up and fatigue go down since we've done the four-day week. And our productivity's gone up. For me, what business wouldn't want, <laughs> wouldn't want to do that? You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. With me, Luke Jones, and my guests, the director of the four-day week campaign, Joe Ryle, and operations manager for Tyler Grange, Carly Goodman-Smith. You can read more about the four-day week trial online at thetimes.co.uk if you have a subscription. The producer was Edward Drummond. The executive producer is Kate Ford. And sound design was by David Crackles. If you can, leave us a review, if you would. It helps other people find us. Goodbye. <laughs>